Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. It's so good to be with you at Weight Loss for Fertility. This is where we talk about weight loss, sustainable weight loss, that you can do easily without restriction and deprivation through trying to get pregnant, your pregnancy, and afterwards, forevermore. And today, it's such a great topic. I love this topic. People-pleasing. How do you feel about people-pleasing? Do you think you're a people-pleaser? I think some of us, it's like a spectrum, you know, (laughs) and in some areas we do it, in some areas we don't, some people do it everywhere, some people nowhere, you know, there's, it's all of that, but it really is a problem when it comes to weight loss and it can sabotage weight loss. So we're going to talk about it. Um, First, I'm going to define it. We're going to talk about why we do it, the problem with it, especially when it comes to weight loss and then what to do about it. So This always sounds harsh, but my definition is lying. People-pleasing is lying. It sounds so harsh to me, lying, but it it really is, or else I'd use a different word. And whenever I think about it that way, it really sort of snaps me into realizing that it's not innocent. It has consequences, mostly to myself, and we're going to talk about that right now. So if we think of people-pleasing as lying, it's doing something you don't want to do because you think it will make another person happy. And you usually do this unspoken. So you don't want to do it, but you don't tell anyone that you don't want to do it. You just sort of keep it inside. There's lots of assuming there. You're assuming things about what the other person wants. You don't even give them a chance to say yes or no or to ask them if it could be changed or whatever. Actually, I will tell you that this came up for me to do this topic because that happened to me with Mother's Day brunch. My mother-in-law was having a brunch. She called it for 11. I really didn't want to go at 11 on a Sunday. That is my morning Sundays. And I didn't even ask if it could be changed to 12. Here's the thing. She totally would have done it, to- like wi- like without even blinking an eye. And I just had all this internal dialogue about, oh, this is when she wanted it. I shouldn't do anything. I've known this woman for <laughs> decades. I giggle at myself because it's really a hard habit to break sometimes. So it's making a lot of assumptions. And then, of course, the problem with it is that it builds resentment. But it's lying because as in the the example with my mother-in-law, I didn't tell her I didn't want it at 11. I said, sure, smiley face on the text. That was a lie and that wasn't fair. Because now if I'm feeling resentment, whose fault is that? It is mine, not hers for saying, please come at 11 o'clock. So that example to me is perfection in terms of what people pleasing is. It's doing something you don't want to do because you think it will make someone happy without asking them, without checking in, 
a lot of assuming and a lot of unspoken assumptions. Now, the problem with it, again, is that it's not your wants. And when it's not your wants, then you're not presenting who you really are to someone. Another example I was thinking of is my father loved boating. OMG. He loved it. And when my parents started dating, my mother would go on the boat all the time. And then they got married and soon after she was not on the boat all the time. (laughs) Turns out it wasn't her favorite thing. But somehow in dating, it was. (laughs) Now, they got married pretty quickly, but but I I'm sure you have this example of people who, when they were dating, they loved they did this together. They loved a sports team. They did this all the time, and then sort of soon after, life settled down. It wasn't the same. That's sort of that bait and switch, and it doesn't even have to be malicious, like you're trying to trap anybody. It's just that you're interested in making the other person happy at the expense of yourself. And where this gets murky is like, I'm sure my mom actually had a good time on the boat, parts of it, but maybe she didn't want to go as much or, you know, there is that little part of it where you want to look like a different person. And you may even genuinely want to be a different person and try that on. And then you realize, oh no, there comes a time when you know it's not you. And it's usually sooner than when you actually end up saying it. It's it's really good to be able to check in with this. And again, the problem being is that when we do this, we are not showing the other person who we really are. And then we're, we're not in real relationship because they are liking someone we're not. And what's really sneaking about that is we know that. So we have this idea like they don't like who I really am. That's right, because you didn't tell them. It's insidious. We're going to get a little bit into that. I With this also, I always think of Runaway Bride, the movie with Julia Roberts, where she it was about eggs, how she liked her eggs. And with whatever boyfriend she had, that's the kind of egg she liked. So if he liked scrambled, she liked scrambled. If he liked poached, she liked poached. And in the end, she's finally realizing how does she actually like her eggs. So people-pleasing is the issue that we're talking about here and how it affects your weight loss. And so I'm going to start, that was the definition. The definition is It's a lie and it's doing something you don't want to do. That part is important. If you do something you do like to do with someone, even to make them happy, awesome. (laughs) That's real. But it's something you don't want to do and you do it anyway without saying anything and it builds resentment. So we do it to avoid confrontation, mostly. We want people to like us. We think we know better. We think we understand what they are actually wanting. This gets so tricky. We basically want to be liked. I mean, that's that's the bottom line of it. And we think they won't like the real us. So we make these concessions And then they don't get to know the real us. 
it's so interesting when we when we pick it apart that way. It seems straightforward. If I'll do what they want, they'll like me. Great. Except I don't like that. <laughs> so it's a it's a real problem. The other, the main reason too why we do it. There's a couple things is that it's familiar. And I will say this is a big this is an important point. Often it was a survival strategy as a child. So doing things to make parents happy. That seems like a general thing, right? We um, clean our plate. We uh, brush our teeth when we don't want to. We like There's many things as children we don't want to do. And of course, it get, can get even more um, challenging and problematic. Like if there was an alcoholic in the family, like pleasing them, being quiet, you know, learning how to read the parents and then act on that. It, it really... And if you're around, then it worked, right? It was a strategy you used as a child that worked. So we say thank you to our child, our child self, for doing that. And at some point, it becomes a problem as we get to be adults because we do have more agency over ourselves and our choices and our lives than we did when we were children. The other piece too is women especially are sort of expected to do this or or it's a strategy for women to be liked so the confrontation and the and the people pleasing right the um saying yes to a meeting that you don't want to go to or uh, there's many versions of this and i think women are particularly vulnerable to this type of thing and again the problem is we're doing something we don't want to do and building resentment now we certainly can decide to do something we don't want to do, knowing the costs. So if there's a meeting that your boss wanted you to go to, you're saying, I want to keep my job and I will go to this meeting. Now, you certainly, if you are doing this really clear-mindedly, you can talk to them about maybe it, you can switch something like the timing of the brunch I talked about. Maybe it, it can be your assistant or maybe it could be a different time or maybe, you know, anyway. When you're doing it clear-headed, then you can make decisions based on that. And what I mean by that is you can decide, oh, this job has a lot of meetings that are very uncomfortable for me or I don't like for whatever reason, I'm going to look for another job. You know what I mean? Or I, I don't know. But when you're doing it very clearly where you know this is not something I want to do, and then you can make a decision based on that. When we're people pleasing, we're not talking to anyone about this. We're just simmering in resentment. And we feel very powerless. So we have the definition it's lying. We're doing something we don't want to do and pretending that we do want to do it. We, it often ha starts in childhood as a, as a survival strategy that works really well, but then we no longer need it and we continue to do it. And the problem with it is are a few. It sets you up for resentment. And that's what we talked about. That is the biggest problem. You are resentful. And when we're resentful, there's so many problems with food. So uh, 
uncomfortable feelings set us up to eat. We sometimes feel like that's the only way we can get comfort from an uncomfortable feeling. We're angry, we're resentful, and we can, we'll eat over that at the end of the day or whatever. The other problem is that the only way you get out of people-pleasing is usually a rupture. This is a place where it's sort of all or nothing. So you've been um, doing something you don't want to do, doing something you don't want to do, doing something you don't want to do, and you just explode at some point. So poor person was thinking you wanted to do this because you kept saying yes, and all of a sudden you're yelling at them. Has that ever happened? That's what I consider a rupture. It's because you can't take it anymore. But the poor other person was just doing their thing. They were under the impression that you wanted to do it, but you didn't. That's the lie. Getting out of a lie is always difficult. Now, the only reason it's difficult is because there's shame associated with it. Because you have to admit, I was lying to you. And I'm repairing it now. I'm, I'm doing something about it. And that can f- be very difficult to do. It can, it's risking the relationship. There's a lot going on there. So of course, what we ideally want is not people pleasing in the first place, being honest with what you want and negotiating or figuring out how you can both get what you want. But the problem is the resentment that builds up and then the the possible rupture in the relationship. Now, how it it's a problem with weight loss is two. One we just talked about, which is that eating uncomfortable feelings. But then specifically is eating when you're not hungry or waiting to eat longer when you are hungry. So here's a scenario. You are making plans with friends, like as couples or as friends, you know, and you're excited about them, but it's, let's say your partner's friends and they make the dinner for eight o'clock and you really don't want to eat at eight o'clock because you're generally hungry at six, but you want to see the friends and you, it, it doesn't occur to you, kind of like my brunch and you say yes to eight o'clock. Now that day you're hungry at six and if we're not thinking about it and we haven't planned ahead, then we're just usually wait until eight. Well, what happens when you're waiting and you're hungry? Not good things. You can start to get angry, hangry. Your blood sugar can go low. You you start to be, I had, I actually wrote a blog about this once. It was, I was going out on a date with my husband. We hadn't been out in a while. We were going to one of our favorite places, but it was much later than I, than my body was hungry. And I didn't, I wasn't able to notice like when he opened the door for me and the, and all the pretty things on the drive down and um, being seated by the nice person and all those, I couldn't, I couldn't take in any of that because I was so preoccupied with being starving. I was like, we have to order. That's all I kept thinking of was, we have to order. Where's the food? Where's the food? Where's the food? It totally sabotaged my date with my husband. 
And that's that same thing that can happen. That's the scenario that when you're with friends. So then you may snap at your partner and then, and then that makes the evening a whole different animal. You may order something that is too much because you're so hungry. So you're overeating because you're hungry or you may anger eat because now you've snapped and you're upset. <laughs> you're, there's, you, you get that bottomless pit feeling because remember, if you eat at a negative three, four, or five, you will overeat. It does feel like a bottomless pit. It's very hard to find the satisfied place to stop. You can then feel uncomfortable and it just feels out of control. You definitely have a risk of overeating. And all this is because of people pleasing of eight o'clock. Now, again, there are solutions here. And when we're aware of everything, we can do them, like maybe have a snack at six. You know, there's, there's many things, but this is something that happens over and over. I don't know if you can relate to that. Like I said, I remember so clearly when this happened. And now I do usually change, except you can see how I did that with my, the brunch. <laughs> so you know, it's something that I have to keep up on, but it's well worth it. Well worth it. So this is how people pleasing can affect our weight. Also like going to restaurants that you don't want to go to. If there's, there's things you there's ways that you're eating, it's making your body feel real good and someone suggests a place that doesn't have good choices for you, but you don't say anything. And so there you are. And then you can you can see how that resentment comes and then you just order something anyway and then you sort of can get into a little spiral on that. Eating poorly at that meal and then the next and the next and the next. We are definitely allowed to take care of ourselves. We're allowed to say what we want. Now, the other person may say no, but that's a completely different thing than you doing something you don't want to do without ever saying anything about it. And another place that people-pleasing is challenging is sometimes it happens when I'm working with someone and they will people-please me. It's so interesting. I totally get it. But of course, in a relationship where I'm trying to help someone, it's not helpful if you're not telling the truth about the scale or how you're feeling with your eating or that sort of thing. And of course, it's hard for me to know when that is. So that's my job is to find where there's people pleasing happening so that we can get to the bottom of it. Uh, A professional relationship is a perfect place to bring that because you don't have to worry about the professional liking you or not liking you. That's not part of the job. The part, the part of the job is helping you. I mean, in my opinion, there's, they're not judging you at all. I mean, that's the professional. There's no judgment. There is just help. So when you can be honest with what's going on, then you can get the help you actually need. That's another place where people pleasing can sabotage weight loss. So we've talked about the definition of people-pleasing, why we do it, the problem with it, particularly with weight loss, and now what to do. The first thing, as always, is recognizing that it's happened. 
Is it happening? Where is it happening? Are you noticing it? The way we notice it is how it feels. And at first, when we're thinking about the people pleasing, it will, we'll recognize it after we've already done it. After I've said yes to 11 o'clock brunch on a Sunday. And by the way, I did, but it was too late. <laughs> I will definitely remember for next time. But recognizing it is the first place. If you recognize it in time, you can maybe correct it or, or have the conversation. But if it feels too scary, depending on the relationship, it feels very scary to risk the relationship, small, start really small. And one of the best places to do that is with the hunger scale. This is like with yourself, first of all. So knowing when you're hungry, being able to stop when you're satisfied, knowing your patterns of hunger, so like dinner dates or lunch plans or those sorts of things, deciding where you want to eat, these sorts of things, these are relatively easy places to have the conversation. Because if they want to get together at eight, but you're hungry at six, there's a couple of things you can do. You can eat dinner and just sit with them and you can tell them, or you can have a snack and you can see how that goes, or you can decide to do something else, have meat for coffee. So starting with your hunger and being able to be cognizant, aware of your hunger when you want to eat and when you are stopping is a wonderful place to get a handle on any people pleasing that's going on. So I highly recommend that. As you get better in that and stronger in that, you can go find the other places where people pleasing is maybe causing a problem for you because resentment just feels terrible. Obligation, resentment, all those things feel not good. And again, those can affect our eating down the line. If there are bigger issues, I highly recommend getting help. A therapist could for sure help you with this. Some coaches could help you with this. It is so worthwhile. First of all, you're getting to know yourself and then you're letting other people get to know you, the real you. And the real you is amazing. Even though it might feel scary to let other people see the real you and for you to even get to know yourself, right? First, we have to know ourselves before we can show it to someone else. And sometimes when we've been people pleasing so much, we don't even know that. So starting with the hunger scale is really such a beautiful place to start. We can start to know ourselves, our bodies, our needs and wants on this one place. And it really can help the rest of your life. This is one of the reasons I love weight loss so much. How we do one thing is how we do everything. I really believe that. And so if we start with weight loss, it will make an impact in the rest of your life. So do this work. It will really help. And you'll be able to lose weight and keep it off. And it'll be so much easier when you're eating, when you're hungry, stopping, when you're satisfied and not eating late and overeating and hangry eating and all the rest of that stuff. Just there it will help you, but it will also help you in bigger ways too. That's people pleasing, my friends. It makes it much harder to lose weight and other things in your life too, right? To love yourself. This is all part of having respect for yourself. It's much harder to do that when you're doing things you don't want to do, when you're lying to yourself and others. So 
If this is ringing true to you, it's such a beautiful place to start with your hunger scale. We talked about definitions, why we do it, the problem with it, and what to do about it. I hope this was really helpful. I would love to hear all about it. Look me up on Instagram, at StephanieFineMD, or work with me. Come to my website, StephanieFineMD.com, and click the button to lose weight with me. I would love a chance to talk with you and work with you. I'm sending so much love, as always, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.